Welcome to my podcast, Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond. It's your host, Dr. Vignesh Devraj. And today I have a guest from United Kingdom, in fact, from Birmingham. She's an Ayurvedic doctor who studied in India and currently she's living in UK. Her name is Dr. Varalakshmi Yanamantra. And she's an Ayurvedic practitioner and also has gone through a course called Osteopathic Manipulative Therapy, which has a huge influence with osteopathy. And she specializes in gut health disorders and chronic pain. And she uses Ayurvedic and holistic approach to educate and empower the heart, art of healthy eating and lifestyle in British people. Now, she is currently working on creating healthy recipes by incorporating Ayurvedic principles into modern diet. And I'll be giving more of her details at the end of the podcast interview. And also, you will find more of her details in the bio. So, Dr. Varlakshmi Yanamandra, thank you so much for being in my podcast. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Vignesh. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I hope you are keeping well during this quarantine lockdown period. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, you, you know, it's a tough time, you know, for everyone. But yeah, I'm with family and uh, staying indoors and safe. That's good. I mean, this is the best time to spend more time with our family than any other time that we had. <laughs> Yeah, true, true. Because I think it is very important for, you know, um, mm -hmm. all of our mental health sake. That's so true. And uh, see, doctor, I see that you uh, specialize in gut health and at the same time chronic pain. Uh, uh, for me, as an Ayurvedic doctor, I see a huge relation that pain has a lot to do with the kind of food that we put inside our body. So when a patient comes to you with chronic pain or issues with pain disorders, uh, do people realize easily that it has something to do with the gut or you have to take time to educate them? It is actually what you eat that has a huge influence on your pain levels and your ability to recover from that. Um, so actually, uh, when a client or when a patient comes with chronic pain, uh, in 80% of the time, uh, they don't realize that it has anything to do with their gut health. Mm -hmm. Some people do have that knowledge and they do realize that, you know, something must be internally happening. That is why I'm having all these, you know, uh, pains in different, different bodies and uh, different organs and joints and stuff. But uh, in most of the cases, I have to educate them um, mm -hmm. and make them understand that diet and lifestyle has impact on every you know on every aspect of our health whether it might be something uh, which can be managed uh, you know not cured but managed like a pain physical pain where people think that physical pain can be easily managed by doing external therapies mm -hmm. uh, even with uh, most of the colleagues or uh, friends that i know who work in different uh, areas not ayurvedic practitioners but different areas uh, but also work with pain as their main specialty in UK, they also think that like physiotherapists and osteopaths and all these different kinds of uh, other areas of doctors, they think that pain has nothing to do with uh, our gut health. Mm. But, you know, uh, this, is, uh, this is that, um, what do you call that? Misnomer people have that pain is a physical, not a, you know, just a physical thing where you just manage it by using external things like massage, or you know, uh, doing exercise or going to yeah, a, like that. osteopath or physiotherapist. Yes. So, uh, when you see people coming with pain, do you see any common um, food habits that they have, 
or like something you no know, you know in ayurveda we have this concept called virudhahara like when you take incompatible food it can result in various uh, diseases including chronic pain so do you see any common uh, dietary food styles that you see in patients having such chronic pains and what uh, recommendations do you give them when it comes to the nutritional changes Yes, uh, so some of the common food combinations, you know, or Viruddha Ahara as per Ayurveda that I see commonly in UK would include uh, something like very common example that I'm giving uh, would be to do with uh, uh, breakfast. They use cheese and beans, uh, mm -hmm. which is one of the uh, food combination Ayurveda says can lead to several problems with your gut digestion and it can cause what we call ama in our body mm -hmm. uh, which in turn results in several inflammatory processes uh, in the body like it is as per Ayurveda as you might know as well that Ama is responsible for uh, even causing some of the autoimmune conditions and it does it is responsible for uh, chronic you know issues in our body so that is one and then there are certain things like eating milk and fruit together especially uh, like in the form of smoothies they do consume it a lot uh, and that is another thing that I see very commonly in the diet uh, that I try to educate the client saying that you should never you know eat mm -hmm. fruit with uh, something like milk especially they both have contradictory uh, you know characteristics and once they get digested they cause different kinds of health problems uh, you know for them and they can result in inflammation and as well as gut health issues like indigestion um, and you know all the other uh, stuff like IBS and uh, cause even acidity and other problems so mm -hmm. yeah the, these are the common things that you know I see like very specific and which are particularly against what Ayurveda says when it comes to food combining or uh, diet. There are other things as well, uh, like in their diet, uh, for example, in lifestyle, usually um, they do have alcohol as a part of uh, what you call the lifestyle and fun part. Mm -hmm. Or when weekend comes, that is one thing they would like to enjoy or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. consume a lot and alcohol and you know is shown uh, even the research says that alcohol is really really bad for the gut health and it is also responsible for uh, you know growing all this bad bacteria in our mm -hmm. gut which can cause various health problems uh, even the chronic problems even they're saying it causes this inflammation in your gut which can stay for very very long time uh, you know even not only in the gut as we know alcohol has many other uh, bad effects on our health as a whole like on our liver pancreas and you know other organs that's so true i mean uh, when you mention alcohol one thing i've noticed people who are regular intake of alcohol they have a huge vitamin d deficiency because once they take a lot of alcohol the ability of the body to absorb vitamin d also goes slow when vitamin d is slow there are many other aspects of recovery is also getting delayed so that's why they are body's ability to recover or heal from a pain takes a longer time than normal. That's one thing that I have observed. Yes, yes. Um, I believe that is true. Actually, very good point indeed. Um, you know, like they don't actually realize that their diet and lifestyle has uh, any impact on uh, whether it's the gut issue or uh, whether it's a chronic pain. They think that 
you know uh, a simple symptomatic relief like usually they go for a simple tablet and they forget about it and it will keep coming back exactly. you know uh, that's how i educate them saying that i understand that you know you think that pain doesn't have uh, you know anything to do with your internal health or how your uh, internal body is working or physiology but actually you are wrong and this is very important that whatever you eat can cause inflammation and if you are having re- recurring um, you know gut issues then that can be the one of the reason behind you having a chronic pain mm-hmm. and do you see anything in particular with uh, gluten and uh, milk products and sugar um so you mean like if someone eats uh, milk and then I mean, they have when you see people coming with a lot of chronic pain or issues with arthritis conditions do you see yes. that uh, milk and gluten and uh, sugar intake is uh, you know making it worse for them in your um, experience <laughs> yes i would say more to do with uh, gluten and um, um you know uh, not the milk milk is also there for uh, some people mm-hmm. dairy is not such a as far as my experience is concerned okay uh, mm-hmm. so dairy is not such a bad or i haven't seen people suffer so much with the milk alone but mm-hmm. i have seen people getting a lot of problem even with the gut health uh, especially like ibs and then leaky gut and even uh, you know gastritis and stuff but um, not with milk so what is the third one sorry you were saying um, uh, the sugar sugar the refined white sugar oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, sugar is uh, very very bad i i see that even in most of the cases that i work with people with uh, very severe inflammation in their gut and as well as people with uh, like severe stage of arthritis especially even with rheumatoid arthritis i see a clear cut relationship between sugar intake and inflammation in their body so mm. once i take off all this processed and refined you know foods from their diet they seem to recover a lot and especially uh, with the inflammation it seems to make a very good impact on their health uh, you know from the inflammation point of view if we take completely sugar out of their um, you know mm-hmm. uh, their diet you see a huge difference immediately yes very very good difference and uh, it is one of the my you know ways as well to treat when somebody comes with the uh, uh, you know for example if someone comes with the ibs and uh, you know when i start looking into their diet some of the things that i see uh, earlier you were asking diet right so i think mm-hmm. i didn't cover the point coffee so one of the other thing they like to consume is coffee and it is okay uh, coffee is not a precursor or uh, it doesn't directly cause inflammation if you are mm-hmm. taking it um, very low quantities like let's say somebody is taking it only once a day and they are drinking very mild amount of coffee or putting very you know less amount of coffee in their uh, you know milk or either they take black coffee as well but mm-hmm. someone who drinks like uh, i see people especially who work with uh, very severe stress or very competitive environment then they take at least 5 to 6 cups or i have seen a um, a doctor actually she is a diabetic um, uh, di- she is a diabetic doctor you know so mm-hmm. she came to me and she drinks at least 15 cups of uh, coffee per day my goodness so okay. <laughs> so 
so you know uh, she knows that it is bad that is the thing so people who are like quite educated they understand that this is like an addiction for them and they have to get rid of it mm-hmm. so that's why they see people like you know as to help them with that like they want a holistic approach so yeah so once i have uh, reduced the intake of that coffee you know whatever the issue she was having she was uh, able to get rid of them she used to suffer quite a lot with ibs and mm-hmm. you know with inflammation in her joints she was very young she's not old as well you know she's mm-hmm. i think around 35 uh, so yeah so even with that so coffee and sugar uh, these have very bad impact especially you are consuming consuming it in a very high quantity or uh, the quantities which are not suited for our body they can actually alter the whole mechanism or uh, biology inside our gut actually they can change all the gut flora and it can cause several problems especially you know uh, pain and as well as inflammation exactly i mean uh, i had an experience like you said Uh, when people are taking like 15 coffees a day and they expect things to change overnight but you tell them unless you change your diet there is no way you can expect a good result so it was one gentleman who came he had chronic pain uh, with arthritis and he loved uh, sugar and uh, milk products especially cheese so okay. after the consultation i was uh, after the, after i finished the consultation he was telling me you should not call yourself an ayurvedic doctor you should call yourself a, a sugar de-addiction therapist <laughs> because i was <laughs> helping him to come out of that because once uh, unless he's uh, you know having a mindset to come out of that there is no way that he is going to get a sustainable healing or results so i see completely what you're saying here and doctor yeah. it's interesting you talk about ibs yes you're saying something yeah yeah sorry i was saying that is true even i see the clients you know one of mm-hmm. the things that i think as a as ayurvedic practitioners we need to uh, you know educate them and they change their mentality it's like part of our job especially exactly <laughs> in, in some in some clients not all of them some have that they already came with a mindset they are ready for their healing or something but some people are little bit they still need that guidance and then we do need to uh, you know educate them and mm. make them understand exactly so, yeah and doctor it's interesting you talk about this ibs you know yes. irritable bowel syndrome this is one thing that is so common today and uh, they have no uh, they are told that there is no medications available in the modern traditional or conventional medicine whichever way you call that system and how do you uh, help them with with the dietary changes i mean you see that they also have a lot of unhealthy eating habits so what are the healthy substitutes that you recommend them so for example um you know like earlier i was giving an example of smoothies isn't mm-hmm. it uh, mm-hmm. people do love smoothies and uh, for uh, because there is a lot of um, research has gone into all these gut health issues and nowadays there is a lot of research available against the gluten energy uh, sorry allergy and everything uh so one thing we can especially in uk uh, we can buy all this plant milk mm-hmm. readily available like almond milk um, you know more commonly used and there is soy milk and but mainly almond milk is very good when it comes to people who can't digest uh, you know cow milk and cow who milk, have yes. with that and because ayurveda says that 
you know milk cannot be used in combination with fruit and stuff first thing i would recommend for them is because like i said most of the clients i see are very modern in their lifestyle okay they're uh, pro health but they still you know have a all these modern lifestyle habits or dietary habits they think they are healthy like eating all the dry things like salads and stuff so uh, when it comes to smoothies or uh, because that's a very common breakfast you know they mm-hmm. consume mm-hmm. i would replace the milk cow milk with uh, plant milk and suggest them to get on almond milk that's a good and, substitute yes yeah so that is one thing and coming to other other things like gluten allergy so with gluten what we have to do is uh, in my experience doctor what i observed is that uh, before even coming to me they all do the research and they'll be going through a nutritionist and they follow elimination uh, diet what mm-hmm. we call so taking out all the gluten mm-hmm. uh, ingredients or gluten dietary products from their diet okay even though they follow that for a couple of weeks like 4 to 6 weeks is usually they follow through even after that they still have these problems nothing changes as soon as they put in reintroduce back everything with gluten they seem to suffer again with the same symptoms mm-hmm. so what i educate them or what i look at in general with these kind of uh, ibs related gut health issues is to look at if they have any inflammation in the gut you know as you know mm-hmm. ayurveda says we are not with what we eat but what we digest is exactly it? that's a profound so, statement yeah uh, so what as a ayurvedic practitioner what i do is i always look at their digestive fire or agni if they have low digestive fire or if they have very high digestive fire where it causes inflammation so that is the first thing i always look at whenever any client comes to me so that makes it very easier for me to understand and create a diet plan or you know look at whether it's directly i can put them on a elimination therapy and uh, keep them or give them diets which are anti inflammatory or it helps me to you know um, whether if they have a low agni or uh, le- you know low digestive fire then i will i will give them herbs and uh, give them diet which actually helps to rekindle that fire in them mm-hmm. so that way you know i work with ibs clients and uh, so what's your take <laughs> yes doctor what did you say i said what's your take you know what what do you think uh, you know about this ibs and what is your experience uh, my experience uh, on one hand see i since i run a retreat where people come and stay here i have yeah. the luxury of controlling what goes inside their body you know no they cannot go out yes. to eat so i have complete control on what goes inside their body so that is one aspect where i was blessed but right now we have this lockdown it's a different case but i see your issue is you know you you have no control or what they will eat so everything has to we have to take time to counsel them and give them the right understanding yes. and make yeah. them rewire their brain why they should get rid of all the unhealthy food so my issue has been different so when when it comes to ibs in my practice i focus a lot along with the nutrition i also focus a lot on the stress factors and this is one yes. thing i'm sure you also must have seen people come with a lot yeah. of stress issues and that uh, see in, in our ashtanga hridayam chapter for um, atisara which is diary yeah. uh, our uh, ayurvedic scholars they talk about when people get into fear or anxiety they could still have yeah. a diarrhea 
Yeah. It's just one thing I have seen with people with IBS. And how do you help them when when you when when they come into an outpatient setup? When they come with IBS and you see a lot of anxiety, and how do you help them to come out of that? Do you help them with pranayama, or what is your approach in helping them? Yes, that is very good question, uh, Doctor Vignesh, because uh, um, you are true actually and uh, stress is like uh, like an integrate part of modern lifestyle like <laughs> like how we wake up and eat breakfast or similarly we will all have stress uh, whether it might be more in somebody but we all are struggling with stress given that we lead a very fast life we want everything instant so i do see connection and then as you know even the modern research says uh, this gut brain axis which they are calling it ayurveda you know talks about food and emotions how food is responsible for our uh, emotions whether happy or sad food is responsible mm-hmm. so now they have a research which similarly proves that both our gut and brain are interconnected and any stress can re- trigger the gut issues Mm-hmm. at the same time any gut issues can actually trigger bad emotions or uh, make you feel stressed anxious and uh, you know even brain fog all these different kind of problems that we face in turn mm-hmm. so for me uh, what i would do when someone comes to my practice and then i realize that all of their issues are mainly coming from having emotional aspect or having some kind of a stress in their life the first thing is that pranayama um, you know it's one of the very good tools and very practical and easier to teach the client as well mm. uh, to realize that stress is what making them or you know stress is the root cause for all the problems they are facing in with their health and the other thing is mindfulness mm-hmm. so you know as you might know in uh, one of the other lifestyle aspect when we look at uh you know uh in in uk at least because my experience is more based with uk mm-hmm. uh, most of the people i see work in a in an office setting okay so they will not have any time or uh, usually how they eat their lunch you know especially mm-hmm. is uh they they won't be sitting or they won't be putting any kind of emotion into the food so i think in most of the cases they won't even look at the food they are eating so they'll be doing something else on a computer or they'll be doing something else on a phone and then eat the food mm-hmm. so my um what do you call when i said mindfulness this is what i actually help them understand that it is very important that whenever you are eating food and these simple practices which we do day in and day out are very important to reduce the stress in your body so when you are connecting with the food that you eat it gets digested properly and that nourishment actually helps us to feel uh you know happy you know when we connect That's so when we <laughs> look at the food sit and then trying to sit and drink the water so all these things are really really important and that is what i do and other tools that i use would be if someone has very very severe stress and no matter even with the lifestyle changes dietary modifications even then they are not able to actually um, you know change or reduce their stress then i would do some counseling as well mm-hmm. uh, and herbs as well ayurvedic herbs which are you know very gentle and also helpful in reducing their stress and any other you know anxiety kind of symptoms 
that's so important today we all are into mindless eating uh, i mean <laughs> we are just eating for the sake of eating not just realizing it's one of the most beautiful experiences that we can have in a day yeah and when we disconnect that something is missing in that you know and food is information whatever you eat is what you become the next moment yeah. from that so it's very yes. important to bring in that mindfulness aspect it's quite interesting how you portray it in when it comes to ibs and chronic pain conditions and what are the favorite herbs that you prescribe when people come with anxiety and also with when it comes to this ibs do you have any uh, uh, good results that you experience in your practice so when it comes to stress and anxiety uh, one of the you know easily available in uh, uk is ashwagandha ashwagandha is and it is really really good so i give ashwagandha and uh, guruchi is also good so it's a combination ashwagandha and guruchi they both seem to help a lot mm-hmm. to uh, you know reduce the stress and anxiety bit and because most of the clients i see uh, have also have some immunity issues as well like you know problems with uh, you know pain as well mm-hmm. so uh, they both work really well to tackling the anxiety and as well as you know if they have any uh, you know sleep patterns mm-hmm. um, irregular sleep patterns that will also help so those are my uh, you know um, one of the favorite herbs when it comes yeah anxiety and stress related and when it comes to ibs uh, dr vignesh to be honest um i mostly try to manage uh, in 80% of the cases that i see with uh, you know and i'm being very very honest they they recover with just trying the diet and lifestyle modifications they recover completely fine uh, but i do give some herbs if someone has very like earlier i was saying digestive fire is low mm-hmm. for them uh, spices which we find commonly in our kitchen like you know um, but in the form of a little bit more uh, refined what do you call that um, uh, more um, <laughs> potent or strong mm-hmm. form mm-hmm. i would give like uh, pepper is one of a very good spice um, you know to kindle the digestive fire mm-hmm. and there are others as well like cumin uh, is another one mm-hmm. but yeah very simple herbs and uh, more to do with uh, educating and diet and lifestyle changes because it's it's about those simple changes like earlier mindfulness because that is what i believe uh, they lack or uh, we need to educate so once they realize that like a click they actually very soon they will recover so yeah that's uh, especially the herb that you mentioned guduchi i mean uh, in india we call it uh, in south india we call it chittamrit the word amrit uh, in fact means it makes you immortal yeah. you know giving life yeah. to death that's why even guduchi is such a fantastic immunity booster and some people also call it uh, immuno regulator it's fantastic for people having autoimmune diseases as well yeah that is true actually yeah right. so and uh, and trifala as well sorry um, oh, i yes. think i <laughs> trifala as well for uh, conditions with to do with gut mm-hmm. trifala is another uh, you know amazing and common herb or a common formulation that i use um, very Um, like for every other client because it it is uh like again you know all the 
three um, all the six days are there and as you know amazing benefits of trifula <laughs> oh yes and now today with the immunity people are going on buying vitamin c and trifula has a very rich vitamin c because of the yeah. amalaki ingredient in that yeah so trifula guduchi ashwagandha these are three big um, health boosters that we have as a gift from ayurveda to the world that is that is true indeed <laughs> and uh, uh doctor what um habit changes would you recommend people with ibs so one of the thing uh, again <laughs> it comes down to eating habits especially mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. irregular eating habits is uh, one of the you know common and as well as um, responsible cause responsible for someone suffering with the uh, reoccurring ibs problems mm-hmm. especially mainly bloating is one thing they all seem to suffer and uh, chronic bloating can lead to pain abdominal pain they get this uh, pain very in some people very severe pain but it all comes down to the cause being not eating on time and then there is sleep issue mm-hmm. so most of the people with ibs also struggle to sleep at night continuously so uh, one thing is they can have problems like wind and some people do have pain as well in the night time mm-hmm. so what i uh, educate or what i change in their dietary habits would be to do eat regularly on time and make the lunch as the main meal rather than breakfast mm. so they believe that breakfast has to be this uh, very heavy meal isn't it so yeah, yeah. breakfast should be had like a king that somewhere the statement was made <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> breakfast is king of the meals yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that is what i change and uh, because as you know um lunch is the time where our uh, digestive fire like uh, 12 to 2 is the time where we should consume a heavy meal so that it can be easily digested mm-hmm. so that is what i educate them and um, most of them don't eat their lunch on time like i said because working people and they just eat whenever they can and uh, you know from something like a packaged food where there are you know all these preservatives present all these things so uh some of the important or first changes that i would focus on would be to make them eat regularly and try to eat something fresh rather than which is packaged or uh, you know which has all this processed food and stuff mm-hmm. so that seems to make a lot of difference uh you know for someone who is just uh in the beginning stages of ibs and then they are struggling um that's yeah. a very profound thing because uh you know just because you are eating healthy food doesn't count if you are eating it irregular times so only if you are taking it on right time and then when you eat healthy food it actually makes any good foundation for a good health actually yeah that That's, is true and uh with the corporate culture that you have you know people finish the lunch in super quick or they go to a fast food and just have some yeah. burger and like you said about the viruta hara now one thing that you see common is the cheese burgers which has meat and cheese yeah that when is you, and after that they feel bloated heavy and tired so our duty is mainly to help them to understand taking this is worse than smoking and doing something harmful for yourself and then slowly they realize okay this is not something that is sustainable for them 
yeah other thing i would see is uh, some of them are like you can see either on side of the scale so some people will be eating this so much processed and fast foods and some people will be pro health where they eat this extremely dry foods like salads mm. so Raw that food. is the thing i work with <laughs> and then i say that they think that because it is good i i don't i'm not saying that salads are bad but they are not especially good for someone with already there is internal dryness in their gut exactly so vata kind of body types or who having this ibs the main thing is they it's all very dry inside their uh, digestive system so for them if they go and eat this salads and all this dry fruits or uh, which have no moisture in them then they can end up with more problems like constipation you know mm-hmm. other thing they ibs people can have is uh, some days they'll have constipation and some days they'll have this diarrhea so it mm-hmm. all comes down to what they are eating isn't it so exactly. when they eat too much salads they are ending up with severe constipation for days together and when they go eat on the other scale with you know all these other things then they end up with other kind of problems so yeah that is one thing i would say salads is one thing they think is very healthy but uh, you know it's drying and it can cause constipation quick uh, in with uh, you know gut issues people with gut issues so yeah that's so true. and uh, i have seen uh, in ayurveda we have this uh, therapy called as vasti and uh, yeah. we have this uh, vasti called as pichha vasti this we see a fantastic results when it comes to ibs within uh, one or two weeks when they come and undergo this therapy uh, they say that now their digestion is regular but at the same time you know we have to educate them to become better in dealing with daily stress and when these two and then with the lifestyle then this ibs becomes like okay i don't know if i had it they talk like it was something that happened long time ago but yes. the challenge as we doctors are to how to make them realize it is a lifestyle issue it is not something that can be changed with the popping a pill inside that's the challenge that we have yeah that is true you know you are um, uh, you are making a very valid point because when they when i when a client comes to me and uh, you know most of them don't realize that they have a problem called ibs or mm-hmm. they think that they will say that oh i think whenever i'm eating uh, one of the common expression i'm saying they'll say uh, whenever i'm eating some stuff you know like uh, maybe once or twice a week i have this problem it's not a very big thing you know i don't think i have any problem or i don't think it's ibs but you know once or twice a week if i eat something like chilies or something you know like a wheat or dairy i get this problem and in couple of days it goes away mm-hmm. so this is what they think so most of them don't connect that every week they are having same issue when they eat certain foods or when they do certain uh, lifestyle things they think that it is it just comes and goes uh, you know like but <laughs> it's not a health issue as uh, you know mm-hmm. so that is why uh, you are right you know we need to educate them saying that this is a health problem and then it is related to your food not to do with anything uh, you know else and also like you said stress plays a very you know uh, unique role as well and i see the problem that we are facing with the patients who have issues like ibs or crohn's disease or 
uh, ulcerative colitis, which is all put together under the inflammatory gut disorder. The problem is in modern medicine, they call these three kinds of diseases as diseases of unknown origin. So if you have a disease with an unknown origin, it also means you don't have a real cure for that. So they all yeah. are go into a panic mode the moment they get diagnosed with this and they realize there is no cure for this. But it is not that uh, they don't know what is the origin. We all know that it is a lifestyle. We all know it is your uh, unhealthy ways of dealing with emotional stress and also the food eating habits. Once these three are changed, definitely the the inflammatory gut disorders, you see a huge shift in their whole energy levels. So our ability has been always to, you know, like empty the cup. They come with a full cup, which the media cells and all the other uh, doctors make them fearful that there is no cure for this. That's when we have the problem, actually. Yeah, yeah, that is true because I think modern research or science, uh, as you might know, struggled, you know, mm -hmm. to um, name nutrition uh, and lifestyle as one of the biggest factors for our health ayurveda is mainly you know saying that for a long long time that nutrition and then the lifestyle are the main factors that impact our health but the modern science has struggled to you know uh, accept that until you know only recently or so you know a decade or uh, 20 years ago they realized that nutrition also plays a vital role and that is responsible for all these metabolic disorders and you know all these uh, conditions that we are seeing that's when the branch of nutrition or uh, this nutrition is they all come into existence but long before Ayurveda actually understood that uh, amazing correlation that exists between the food that we eat and lifestyle that we lead and the health so that's where they lack you know uh, to connect and then most of the time so it took time for them even for all these conditions like ibs and all that to say that mm -hmm. oh this is related to food and food is the main thing you know exactly so that's such a wonderful discussion dr varlakshmi would you uh, for recommend any healthy habits that you follow that will be helpful for the listeners Yes, of course. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, becoming healthy or, uh, you know, uh, being healthy doesn't have to be complicated. For someone who is beginning to start Ayurveda and someone who is very new to Ayurveda, simple practices, for example, like uh, begin your day, like uh, tongue cleaning is one of the very important, um, you know, uh, daily ritual that I would recommend because it helps with clearing any kind of ama that is, you know, there and mm -hmm. any kind of toxins that are staying in our tongue and helps us to perceive the taste better. So like it always comes to food and that emotion or food, how food can actually get nourished well. Mm -hmm. So that is why tongue cleaning is one thing I would recommend and oil pulling is another daily habit that I follow every day and that helps so our oral cavity and that's where we uh, first taste food so it has to be clean and it has to be healthy mm -hmm. uh, it goes inside and it goes to the other organs in our digestive system so if you start and if you make an effort to keep that clean and as well as uh, healthy that is keeping it healthy is very important and the other thing that i would recommend is eating your food mindfully so when i say mindfully 
uh, sitting in a quiet and calm environment and not to use any gadgets, not to look at any phones, uh, you know, not talk to anybody because we have to develop that relationship with our food. So we have to connect with the food for it to get again <laughs> nourished properly and to get ultimate uh, nourishment or to get that amazing benefits of the food so it is very important to sit quietly even if you take 10 minutes even for lunch or dinner so one has to create that bond with the food when they're eating and the other thing would be to eat on time and sleep on time so our body is like a biological uh, our body follows a biological clock so every time we eat that is why these three meals or which came into uh, you know, uh, existence a long time ago because our body works on the clock. So every time we are eating or every time if you are used to eating breakfast at a time, then the body will start to produce all these gastric juices and everything. So it is getting ready to digest something. So once we break that cycle, then all these acids are flowing, but it, nothing is there to digest. So over the time we can end up with inflammation and that is responsible for many diseases, especially the gut diseases that we see nowadays. So it is very important to follow, uh, you know, a pattern or timetable when we are eating food. So and eating regularly and making the main meal, lunch as the main meal and dinner should be eaten at least at seven o'clock or before seven o'clock. If you have uh, any inflammatory related conditions or even autoimmune conditions our body takes or struggles to digest it especially at night time and if you eat it at a later point of the time then you're not awake and your body will get uh, this mixed signals because you're supposed to sleep by then but your body is trying to do this digestion part so uh, those two physiologies will will what do you call that uh, be difficult for our body so you're confusing your body with different different tasks so that is very important to eat uh, you know mm -hmm. early during evening time and give our enough time for our body to process the start the digestion and then you know slowly pick it up once we sleep so yeah and then making sure that you get regular sleep as well mm -hmm. Mm. One thing that I notice in all the habits that you've mentioned, the word regular, you know, like <laughs> uh, I think the, we are just waking up to the fact that we cannot treat our body like a robot. You know, it has a biological clock that is so connected with the movement of the sun and the earth's magnetic field. Yeah. The more we realize that and accept that into our schedule, that makes a huge shift in our metabolism, in our immunity, in our vitality. Yeah. When we ignore this, there is no medicine, no therapy, no doctor can help us. Yeah, that is, that is, you know, uh, very, <laughs> that is true. You know, I can't, I couldn't agree more because mm. you are right. That was my next point actually to talk mm. about nature because, you know, Ayurveda is this amazing science that says that we are not separate from the nature that we are living in, isn't it? We are part and parcel of it. And the more uh, we ignore that fact and try to live like, oh, I can do whatever I want and I will, uh, you know, not accept that I'm just a, another biological being in this universe, then uh, more health problems and, you know, more issues we will have, like the current thing which we are facing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's such an insightful discussion, Doctor. 
So, uh, doctor, what's the name of the clinic that you work in? Uh, I see that it's Ayur Wellness and Pain Center. Yeah, yeah, that is the yes. Ayur Wellness and Pain Center is the place in Birmingham where uh, you know I treat clients with uh, you know chronic pain and as well as gut issues, and it is based in Birmingham. And yeah, um, I think I can give my website details as well. Yes, um, I will be including this in the bio description yeah. of this podcast. I think it's drvaralakshmi.com and ayurnilayam.co.uk. Yes, that also is right. I'll give you your Instagram uh, handle. Yes, handles. thank you. Thank you so much, doctor. It was really a wonderful discussion. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Vignesh. Uh, it was really good chatting with you. I, I think uh, I felt really, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, like it's I a, did my job. It's, yeah, it's a very a, good It's discussion. a mutual feeling, doctor. And to all the listeners, thank you for listening and do subscribe and share. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And uh, please do try to, you know, follow Ayurvedic diet and lifestyle as simple, you know, with a very small and simple steps. You don't need to complicate it, but uh, take care and stay safe. Thank you so much.